السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبد الله ورسوله رب نجني وأهلي مما يعملون Respected elders and brothers in Islam We know the month that has been Earmarked is the so-called Pride Month globally. And we know what the agenda is. We all are aware what is transpiring in our society, not only on a national level, but on a global level. It's affecting each and every one of us. We have a certain responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on each and every one of us. Each and every person's shoulder, there is a responsibility. And that is the preservation of our iman. If 52 Jumu'ah can be discussed on the preservation of iman, it won't be enough. That is the most important thing that we possess. Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our belief in the risalat and nubuwat of Nabi Kareem, Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is our greatest asset and this is our greatest treasure that we have that we have brought iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us value it. Let us ponder about it. Let us think about it. What if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hadn't destined iman for me? What if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't make me fortunate enough to be either born in a Muslim home or have received the message of the kalima la ilaha illallah? What would be my end result? It would be nothing other than jahannam fi nari jahannama khalidina fiha abada. That Jahannam will be that abode forever and ever and ever. No coming out of Jahannam. But Allah Ta'ala's ihsan upon us that He has favored us with Iman and Islam. Let us make shukr for it every single day of our life. Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil Islam. Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil Iman. We are living in this era which is heralding close to roller coasting towards Qiyamah at a very, very swift pace. And how do we know that? We can understand that from the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding the major signs and the minor signs of Qiyamah. We can see that so many of those signs that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has spoken about, has prophesied. We see those signs becoming a reality today, unfortunately. So one of those things is that the amal qawmi lut, the actions of the people of Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. Rasuli Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in one hadith that I fear for my ummah, the actions of the people of Lut alayhi salatu wa salam, which is homosexuality, lesbianism. Today they give it a whole lot of fancy alphabets. We don't know when those alphabets will even end. LGBT, how many more alphabets will be added within an IA plus XYZ? Allah jane, how many more alphabets will be added to these few alphabets? And it is becoming normal in society that we're learning to accept to live with this 
aberration of human behavior. Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sitting and Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu looked at Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he started crying. He says, Ya Rasulullah, I see white hair on you. You have become old. I see white hair. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had between 14 and 18 white hairs on his beard. At the time of his passing, there were no white hairs on his head. His hair was still black. The only white hair was the hair on his beard, Mubarak. He says, Ya Rasulullah, Bifidaka Abi wa Umbi, Ya Rasulullah, may my parents be sacrificed for you. Which person could say that? He says, Abu Bakr, may my parents be sacrificed for you, Ya Rasulullah. You have become old, age has caught up with you. Rasulullah Sallallahu replied, this is because of Surah Hud. The Surah of the Quran, Surah Hud, this has caused me my hair to go white. And what is contained in Surah Hud? In Surah Hud, it's about the nations of the past. All the Hufas will know here, all the Mutashabihats, the story of Nuh alayhi salam, Lut alayhi salam, Shu'ib anbiya alayhi salatu was salam, and how the nations were destroyed. And Rasulullah sallallahu was rahmatul lil alameen. He was a mercy unto the world. What love and mercy he had for us. And he feared that his ummah will also get punished, will also be destroyed like this. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the assurance that his, his entire ummah will never ever be destroyed inshallah. He is the greatest of the anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. And this dua of his was accepted that in, in totality this ummah will not be destroyed. So we see this, what our elders haven't seen. In Gujarati, they say, it's very well said in Gujarati, ki ye juni aankti bo nabu dekach. Ye juni aankti bo nabu dekach. Yet, with these old eyes, I'm seeing a lot of new things happening. Mysterious things are happening. Stupid things are happening. Aberration of human behavior, which goes against logic and rationale. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that, that he has created everything, that everything I created in pairs. Whether it's the animal kingdom and even the plant kingdom. You get a date palm which is a male and a popo tree which is a male and a popo tree which is a female. You got the sun and the moon. You got cold and hot, winter and summer, extremes, dryness, wetness. Everything has been created in pairs. And the only thing singular is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we worship Allah, so He's unique, He's single. Allah is single. He's not in a pair. We're not like the, like the Christians who can't work out simple mathematical formulas. That Allah is three and three is equal to one and one is equal to three. Simple logic. We believe in that one Allah, la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la. Kul huwa Allahu ahad. Say He Allah is one. He has no partners. He doesn't give birth to anybody. Neither is he begotten. Iman, Iman, Iman. So this aberration of human behavior, of homosexuality, it started first in the human race in the time of Nabi Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. His nation was the first nation, Sodom, which the Bible even speaks about Sodom and Gomorrah where this aberration of human behavior took place, unnatural behavior of human beings took place. Lut alayhi salatu was salam was the nephew, father's brother's son, of, of, he was the nephew of Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam. 
Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam is very closely interlinked with Nabi Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. And last week we had discussed some of the brothers, I see here today we had discussed Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam in another masjid. The life of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. So this was his nephew, his brother's son. In Lut Ali, the present day Iraq, in a place called Ur, he was born in this place here. And his uncle, Nabi Ibrahim Khalilullah, instructed him to go to the people of Sodom. They'd go to this nation of Kuffar and go spread the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every Nabi that came, his mission and task was one. To bring people towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ أجر. I don't ask of you any recompense. Every Nabi said this, I'm not asking from you anything. I don't want any reward from you. I don't need anything from you. In أَجْرِيَ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ My reward is with Allah. It's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My only work is to call to Allah. My only work is to call to recognizing Allah. My only work is to call you towards Jannah. My only work is to prevent you from the adab of Jahannam. That's the work of every Nabi who came. 124,000 Anbiya were sent for the hidayat of mankind, for the guidance of mankind. And as mentioned last week, there were three, though is good also, there were 354,000 galaxy of human beings, the choicest of men, from them there was even greater choice of men. And from there 315 were messengers who were sent. Every Nabi is not a Rasul, but every Rasul is a Nabi. Every Nabi is not a... a Rasul is a Nabi who has come with a Sharia, with a book of guidance, with his particular book of guidance. So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was a Nabi and the Rasul of Allah, Rasul of Allah as well. So he instructed his nephew that you go there. So Lut alayhi salatu wasalam came and settled in the city of Sodom. And there in Sodom, he gave dawah to Allah. And he saw that the people are engaged in the evil act and the filthy act of homosexuality. It was so common that Allah has described their actions as the worst in the entire Quran. No nation's acts have been, actions have been described in such a vile manner how Allah described the people of the nation of Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. Every sin they were committing, every transgression, they had become a shameless people. They had lost totally all beacons and all guidance regarding shame and, and, and just human decency. Among the acts that they were committing, one, the, the worst of them obviously was homosexuality. And then the other actions that they were committing, one was highway robbery, stealing, pillaging, murdering people, insulting people, throwing rocks on people, on passerbys. Also the act of homosexuality was done openly, in total public. It wasn't even done in privacy, to that point where they used to engage in it publicly in full view of others. And other actions they used to do, for example, passing wind in public with some joy. This was also one of the filthy acts they used to do. Pass, understandable. Person feels a bit embarrassed sometimes. Sometimes it's not within a person's control. But here there was pride in doing it also, passing wind and entertaining themselves in this way. And among many other actions, cheating, looting, 
what we see around us today. We know we're living in this country. All these sins we are seeing in our own country, we are seeing it. And in so many parts of the world, where there is no sanctity of human life left. There is no sacredness of human life left. So nonetheless, he continued making da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he continued taking the, the torments of, and, and the verbal abuse of the people of, of his nation. And he was married to a woman also, a Sodomite, he was married to her, one of the ladies of that particular town. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about al-mu'tafikat in the Quran. This mu'tafikat are the five or seven sins of Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. And according to some mufassirun, there were 4,000 people in total in these five, seven cities. And the major city was Sodom or Sodom. So nonetheless, he came to a point where he had reached a point where they were threatening the Nabi of Allah. And then he made baddu'a against them. He asked for Allah's adab upon these people. Because they kept on telling him, in kuntum sadiqin, bring the adab of your Allah if you're truthful. Tormenting and taunting the Nabi of Allah. They bring the adab. Where is the adab you talk about? Bring it. And then he made dua to Allah to finally bring the adab of Allah upon, upon his nation. But prior to that, there were a few incidences that took place. One is that in there were three people traveling who were seen by the daughter of Lut salam. In this whole locality, only one house had iman. Only one house had iman. The house of Lut salam. No other house brought iman on Nabi Lut salam. And even within the one house, his own house, his wife was a kafirah. His wife was destroyed, with those who were destroyed. Even his wife didn't bring iman. Only his two daughters, three people, having iman in an entire location, three people had iman. Lut alayhi salam and his two daughters. So his daughter sees three very handsome young men coming. And where were they coming from? Just prior to that, they went to visit Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And... Ibrahim alayhi salatu was was known for his hospitality and generosity. He was a person who couldn't eat alone. He had to have company when eating. There was an incident about Ibrahim alayhi salatu was that once he was looking for somebody to eat with, he, on his dastakhan, there had to be somebody, a guest. So, in, in Ibrahim ala awwahun halim. So, Ibrahim alayhi salam, these were his qualities among his other beautiful qualities. So he went out to look for somebody. And he finds one mushrik. So he told the mushrik that you come and eat with me. Because to feed the makhluk of Allah, whether Muslim or non-Muslim, is immaterial. Because we all are the makhluk of Allah. We all are the creation of Allah. And he's our razzaq, whether we're Muslim or not Muslim. He provides for us. He sustains us, nourishes us, cherishes us. Anyway, he sat down with Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam said, now take the name of Allah before you eat. He said, no, I'm not taking Allah's name. Why must I take? Say, so well, you go away from here then. If you don't want to take the name of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned to Ibrahim, Ya Ibrahim, I fed him his entire life. And today he doesn't want to take my name and you don't want to feed him. So he runs behind, brings him back to the Dastakhan. And he says, my Allah said, you must eat, doesn't matter. He says, Allah mentioned me. He said, well, I bring Iman in your Allah then. Then I bring Iman in your Allah. And he accepted Islam. The Islam, that was the Islam of Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, the correct deen. So, these three visitors came to Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam. 
and they were of very beautiful appearance. And Ibrahim salam in his natural generosity and hospitality, he invites them to participate with meals, of meals. And that also he t- presented to them. In some riwayat, it, it said that it was a roasted calf that was presented to them. And now when they're about to eat, they do not participate, they do not eat. So he says, eat. But they do not eat. And then they explain to him that we cannot eat, we do not eat, we are malaika. We are malaika, Israfil, Mikail, and Jibra'il, alayhim salatu wassalam. They came in disguise of human beings. That we can't eat, we do not eat. Malaika do not eat like us human beings. So nonetheless, Ibrahim alayhi salam was, was comforted. And then they gave him glad tidings about the arrival of Ishaq alayhi salatu wassalam. His wife was bewildered. She has passed the age of childbearing. Ibrahim alayhi salam had passed the age of childbearing. And this was 13 years after Nabi Ismail alayhi salatu wassalam was born. 13 years later, his second child, Ishaq. And the glad tidings were given to Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam that Ishaq will be born and your wife has conceived. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing is impossible for him. Our iman. Nothing is impossible for Allah. Kun fayakun, be and it is. It's an era of strength 